0: Chelsea on Chet. Glad to have you here, Chet Nation. You know, we've been talking all about the problems for Canadians when we're trying to enter into the housing market. Uh, so this might not necessarily be relatable to, anybody, to all of us, uh, but we're talking about 24 Sussex Drive. So in the States, uh, the President has the White House. Here in Canada, our Prime Ministers get 24 Sussex. At least they did. The last Prime Minister to actually live in this residence was Stephen Harper and his family. Uh, Justin Trudeau has lived in Rideau Cottage since 2015. Because 24 Sussex has a lot of issues And now the latest news is that it has a rodent infestation Yeah, along with a bunch of other things So we're going to talk about exactly what's going on And the history of this property Our guest is the senior editor of Azure Magazine Stefan Novakovich is joining me Stefan, good afternoon Thank you so much for making the time
1: my pleasure,
0: Chelsea. I'm very curious to know a little bit about this house. Obviously, the, the rodent infestation is really disgusting and we can talk a little bit about that, but let's talk about it maybe in in more of its splendor and more of its beauty. Let's just kind of dial it back a little bit or, or go back in time, I should say, and talk about the history of 24 Sussex. We've been talking a lot about homeownership and how unattainable it is for some Canadians on the show. What's this place worth, Stefan?
1: Well, it's a funny question because, you know, um, and uh, certainly not very relatable to me because I'm, I'm speaking to you from, uh, from a one-bedroom uh, shoebox apartment here in Toronto. <laughs> uh, but uh, the house as a building, as a property, it's difficult to say what it's worth, but it sits on really, really expensive land. So, you know, it might even be, it's certainly worth tens of millions of dollars. Wow. And it might actually even be worth more if they demolish it than it is now, given the state that it's in. But, uh, you know, certainly it's uh, not the type of place that the, uh, the average Canadian or you and I really could ever hope to afford.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fancy. Let's talk about the size of it. So, you know, what are some of the features? I know, I know that it's got a separate pool house. I mean, it looks beautiful. It's certainly a, a, an historic building. So what are some of its features?
1: Yeah, well, it was built in um, 1868, uh, you know, during the uh, Victorian era, but built in the Norman Revival style. So it's a very sort of heavily sort of UK-influenced type of house. It has many bedrooms, a really sort of grand living room, um, and it's sort of a typical Victorian-era mansion of of its time, and a really uh, uh, lovely design. And, you know, if you look at pictures of it from the outside, it has that lovely stone exterior, sort of very stately, very imposing. And then uh, in the 70s, uh, when Pierre Trudeau was Prime Minister, they also built a pool house next to it, which is actually the one part of the property that continues to be used today. Hmm. It's got a great uh, long pool and a beautiful garden. Uh, for some great garden parties. I've never been invited to one, but uh, I've seen the photos. It looks pretty nice.
0: (laughs) One day, one day, Stefan. I mean, (laughs) or it could get torn down. I mean, that's part of the discussion right now with all of the issues that are facing it. And we'll get to those in just a second. But let's just talk about who has lived there and and some of the the rich history there. Because the last family, the last prime minister to inhabit this place was Stephen Harper. So it hasn't actually been occupied for quite some time, right?
1: That's right. That's right. So it, it has been occupied. You know, it wasn't originally built Uh, to be the official residence of the prime minister. It was built for a wealthy private uh, merchant in 1868. And then eventually it was acquired in the 20th century by the National Capital Commission in Ottawa to serve as the household of the prime minister. And I think throughout most of the 20th century, pretty much every prime minister, I think except Kim Campbell, who who served a really short term Mm -hmm. has lived in that house. And so when you have a place where the prime minister is living, obviously some pretty important people are going to come visit. So like John F. Kennedy and Lyndon Johnson and Winston Churchill and all these sort of great uh, historical figures all the way up to George Bush and Obama in the 21st century.
0: So now let's discuss some of the issues that it's facing because it's, it's pretty gross. The some of the news, the rodent carcasses uh, that are filling the walls in the attic is, is a, a headline that I've seen. But it, there's also an asbestos issue. There's uh, problems with the uh, electrical wiring. I mean, what's really going on, and why is it so deteriorated? <laughs>
1: the problems are pretty incredible you know I remember way back in 2005 I think when Paul Martin was Prime Minister uh, Rick Mercer did a segment where he came to visit the house and already you know there were stains on the carpets and they would put sort of pieces of art on the carpets to cover up the stains. and the windows were drafty and they had to cover the windows with plastic the electrical wiring was bad so the state of this thing now what they're saying is all these years later when no one's been living in there is there's so many and i hope nobody's eating while listening to this but there's so many dead rodents so many carcasses and so much excrement in the walls that it's not actually safe to breathe the air in this house oh no so that's kind of You know, kind of the question behind that is, how the heck could it get to this? You know, when you think of, like, other great sort of residences of, like, the head of government, obviously the White House in the U.S. or 10 Downing Street in the U.K., it's pretty shocking. You'd never expect something like that to happen. So why did it happen in Canada? And uh, the answer, in part, at least, is because, you know, unlike the White House, Uh, or 10 Downing Street, those places are obviously the home of the president and prime minister, but they also serve as an official office. You know, if you've ever seen the West Wing or a show like that, or pictures of uh, the president in the Oval Office, well, the Oval Office is part of the White House ground. so it's not just where the president lives, but also where they work. So because it's also, these places are important offices, they get maintained by federal funds as as an office building. And 24 so, Downing Street, go on, sorry.
0: Well, no, I'm just wondering, and so was that just not the case, that there was just no allocation no. of funds to take care of it? Exactly, exactly. Because it's just a house and
1: it's not an office, there were no allocation of funds officially to take care of it. There's no budget uh, to take care of it. But it's a little more complicated than that. I think the answer lies in part in Canadian political culture, I think it's sort of a faux pas for a Canadian prime minister to be seen to be spending public money renovating their house, Uh right? If Trudeau said today, you know, we're going to spend $50 million to renovate this thing, a lot of people would get really angry. And part of that is, you know, it's just not something that's tended to be part of the way that Canadian political life is conducted. Uh, you know, but really the solution ought to be that there ought to be some sort of governmental third party that has nothing to do with the Prime Minister, that isn't led by the Prime Minister, that sort of looks after its property.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that that seems like the obvious answer is some sort of um, organization that takes care of historic buildings because now we have this, this what should have been, a beautiful building that's almost 200 years old that's, that's what, meant to be torn down now? I mean, now to restore it is going to cost so much more money. I want to get into what you think we should do with it, uh, but we do just have to take a short break, so just bear with me. We'll come right back into this conversation talking about 24 Sussex Drive, learning a little bit more about the history of it and what's going on as we've heard all of these reports of a massive rodent infestation. This is in the Prime Minister's residence, not uh, this Prime Minister. The last Prime Minister to occupy it was Stephen Harper, but uh, it looks like this thing is in some pretty serious disrepair. Stefan Novakovich is the senior editor of Azura Magazine. That's who we're talking about this with, and we'll get right back into it coming up in three minutes. <laughs>
1: You're hanging out with Chelsea on Chad. 6.30 Chad, Edmonton's news. Today's talk.
0: Welcome back to the show. It's 5.18. Talking about the Prime Minister's house, 24 Sussex, and how bad things are in that very historic, very beautiful, at least on the outside home, Uh, our current Prime Minister is not occupying it. The last family and last Prime Minister to live there was Stephen Harper, and now we're hearing news of what's being quoted as an important rodent infestation, which sounds
1: the history of the maybe through some sort of third party commission or through some part of the federal government or a federal agency or the national capital commission of ottawa has to find the money uh and a mechanism to be able to do this i think it's important to try to understand though like why is that so hard to do you know why are they so hesitant to do it and why is the prime minister sort of seemingly okay with letting this place sort of rot and empty out as he has been for the last um, eight years and i think that part of that's got to be that um how it would look to us as canadians you know when chelsea were mentioning the housing crisis that so many of us are feeling uh, how expensive it is to buy a property a lot of people would get probably pretty darn angry that the prime minister is spending you know 40 or 50 million dollars of public money uh, on his own house. And I think that when we look back to the last big renovation to the house when Pierre Trudeau added a swimming pool, well, back then there wasn't really the type of housing crisis in Canada that we have today. And at that time, the federal government was also spending a great deal of money on actually funding and building affordable housing. And something like 10% of all new housing built in Canada during the 70s was supported and funded by the federal government, whether directly or indirectly. So we live in a really different era now. And I think that that sort of broad political context sort of explains why this place is you know, full of rat excrement, and they're just letting that happen.
0: Yeah, Stefan, I think that you absolutely nailed it. I mean, I think this certainly becomes political. You're right. The optics of spending that kind of money on a home when a lot of Canadians are saying that they've given up on even owning one themselves, I mean, is just going to be, I think, a political nightmare. But, you know, on the other hand, then you have this really historic building. As we said, it's almost, I think it's almost 200 years old. You said it was built in 18... 18- Something. 68, 1868. Okay, so, I mean, uh, in a country with not a whole lot of historic buildings, we want to maintain the ones that we have. Uh, you know, you also don't want it to just completely. Um fall apart. So could there be an option of putting some money into it for renovations and then turning this thing into uh, a museum or some way to then generate income uh, by by bringing the public into it? I mean, Justin Trudeau has said that he's quite happy living in Rideau College, which is where he, Cottage, excuse me, uh, which is where he and his family have been residing since 2015. So maybe that's the option.
1: I think that's actually a great idea to have it be like a a, um, a museum of the Canadian government in a way or the museum of the house's own history because when you look at all these great figures that have spent time there all the things that have happened there it's a pretty interesting story you know i think if i was in visiting ottawa as a tourist i might want to go and check that type of thing out so i think to my mind chelsea what you have brought up is probably the best possible solution that we could see to this thing
0: oh well thank you i I appreciate that (laughs) we'll see if that actually comes to fruition though what's what's the immediate plan moving forward or is there one
1: There hasn't been one yet announced as of yet, as far as I can tell. You know, I think that um, this sort of report of the rat infestation and the significance of it, just on a sort of visceral level, has come as a shock to so many Canadians. Uh, So at least the silver lining in that is that I think it sort of uh, dials up the sense of political urgency to get something done.
0: Okay. Stefan, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. You've been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Of course. Take care.